0: Welcome to Generation Ag, a podcast for the future of agriculture. I'm Kayla. And I'm Lavinia. And we're a couple of young Aggies passionate about celebrating our industry and sharing the stories of people who work in it. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Generation Ag. This is a special one with grain growers for Innovation Generation. Very happy to chat to Ben Kelly. Ben actually grew up on a cropping and livestock property in the central New South Wales and went on to complete a Bachelor of Mechanical Engineering at the University of Newcastle. In 2014, his passion for precision agriculture led him to complete a graduate certificate in precision ag from the University of New England. Ben joined John Deere in 2005 and has spent the last 15 years supporting John Deere's customers through a variety of field-based roles. In Ben's current role, he's responsible for identifying market trends in Australia and New Zealand agriculture for future project development through opportunities that could lead John Deere to create big marketing strategies for small grains, cotton, sugarcane, and other production systems. I hope you guys really enjoy this chat with Ben. He has a lot of knowledge on Precision Ag and he's actually going to be attending Innovation Generation. So if you are attending Innovation Generation or you're thinking about attending Innovation Generation, head over to their website and have a look at the program and you'll see that Ben is actually going to be part of a great panel that's going to talk about tech. And I think it's going to give a lot of opportunity to discuss the emerging ag trends and what's happening in the field and leading into the future. So that will be an awesome one. If you've got any questions regarding innovation generation, we have all the info in the show notes for you. And Kayla and I will be in attendance, which is very exciting. So we hope to see many of you there. Let's get into the episode. (laughs) Ben, thank you so much for making time out of your busy schedule to join us on the Generation Ag podcast for a special episode in the lead up to Innovation Generation. A question that we always like to start off with for all of our guests is to tell us a little bit about growing up in the regions and your childhood.
1: Yeah, thank you, Lavinia. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure to be here today. I guess I'll start as well with my role with John Deere. So, I'm a production systems manager and really that's an internal term that probably doesn't mean a lot to your listeners. So really what I do though is I look after our small grains, cotton and sugar production systems here for Australia and New Zealand and that really involves bringing all of our equipment to market in the marketing side of the business. So everything from, you know, from our advertising right through to our marketing programs and demonstrations and everything we do in the market and supporting our dealers to do that. So that's really my role within John Deere. But growing up as a kid, yeah, I grew up on a farm, five and a half thousand acres in a small town, small region called Gulgambone in Central New South Wales. So, maybe some people know that one, or some listening are, are listening from Gulgambone. But um, it's about 100 kilometres north of Dubbo, and you know that was my world as a kid growing up in agriculture, as it is for many. You don't know much outside of that life. So I I loved growing up on a farm, and I guess you know. For me, it was all about the cropping side and the, and the machinery side. We had livestock, we had sheep and cattle as well as cropping. But for me, my passion always lay with the cropping side of the business. And I guess that is what led me into a career over time with John Deere.
0: So obviously, passionate about agriculture, your whole childhood. From that, where you've landed yourself, this career now with John Deere, what have been those stepping stones to get to that point?
1: Yeah, so... I guess I'd always, as a, as a kid, grew up wanting to be a farmer, and there's still that little part of me that probably does. When I finished high school, my parents encouraged me to go to university, so I went away and I studied mechanical engineering at university. And then during that time, my father actually sold the farm, so I needed to go and find a career somewhere, and so I started looking around agriculture, and I landed everyone in agriculture knows John Deere, and they had a graduate program. So I sort of started there um, and went into their graduate program. We're taking about three graduates every year. That was 17 years ago now. And really just looked around the company for different opportunities. And I spent the first year in the company in in Brisbane, which is where head office is, in the technical, I guess, division or custom support division supporting dealers. But then I spent about 10 years from there in the field with John Deere. So that was roles varying from customer support through to precision agriculture, and then finally sales. And I sort of learned there that I, I found a passion for precision agriculture. I, I really enjoyed working with customers and dealers on precision agriculture and technology in particular. And then that has probably led to me after that 10-year stint in the field. I Came back to Brisbane to our head office and took up a role as the precision ag manager for Australia and New Zealand, which was before my current role now, where I've moved into uh, the production system role, which which still has that technology element and how do we help customers, in, you know, really integrate that into their entire farming system.
0: Absolutely, I think something that a lot of people have a conversation, or it's sort of it's been a word that people use in different ways, which is that precision agriculture. I'd love to know from you being an expert, what is precision agriculture and how is it defined in 2022?
1: Yeah, it's a really good question, Lavinia, because it's probably a a definition that's probably evolved over time. And I think it's one we use interchangeably to describe many different things in agriculture. And probably the definition that I like to use is one that I heard provided by, I won't take credit for it, was by a gentleman named Dr. Thomas Krill out of the US. And he he defined it as being precision ag is a management concept, which recognises variability within a soil environment and maximises the economic agricultural production while minimising the environmental impact for a specific location. Now that's a lot of words, but there's some key things in there that he talks about is really, you know, what do we need to do? I and mean, we need to manage... We need to manage something. So precision agriculture is about managing something. And then we need to take action. So we need to act to really manage the soil environment that's the, that we're dealing with on our farm. And then it gives us some goals. So we need to maximise the profitability out of that soil environment. And we need to minimise the environmental impact of that environment. So that, for me, I think is a really... It's a good technical description of precision ag. But I think, you know, where we're going to in the future is what we've got to remember is that precision agriculture is the management of the system. And then we're starting to introduce more and more technology now. So the technology component, I think people get confused that technology is precision agriculture. Well, my take on it is technology is really the tool to help us manage that precision ag system. So that's where I think people get confused. And it's really about understanding what am I trying to manage in my system Technology will help me do that precisely. And then now we're starting to as well evolve into this data space in 2022 and beyond where that's now helping us. Okay. How can I leverage data or use data to now help me make a better decision? So I can be really precise with GPS technology. And then the data I'm gathering off my equipment is going to help me make a better decision. And then all that adds up to, you know, how do I manage this, this farm and this system that I'm working in?
0: Obviously, farming in Broadacre across the country sort of varies. But how are you seeing the adoption of technology like this to actually evolve how the agricultural industry will be in the future?
1: Technology has been adopted, I think, in different parts of agriculture at different levels. And again, probably something I like to say is that the, the adoption of technology is really a journey that that you need to go through. It can be. Probably one of the biggest barriers we face is it can be overwhelming if you try and do it all at once. But I try to break it down and really think about you know what is one thing I can implement on my farm that will you know provide me with a return on investment, and I can see that return investment. And then you start there, get comfortable with it, you know, implement it, get comfortable with it, learn from it, and then before you know it, you're implementing the next thing, and you just keep building, right? So it's a journey over time that that you need to take. I think the opportunity. For technology in Australian agriculture is still immense. I think we still have a long way to go to really unlock the true value that technology creates. And another big challenge is that it's not slowing down. So, it's continuing, you know, developments are continuing to be made at a faster and faster level. So, that's really exciting. I think that's really exciting for agriculture. But, you know, don't wait is probably my message there and, and encourage people to embrace it. Look for support, you know, from your peers, being other farmers, but also from Companies that are out there in agriculture, like a a John Deere Dealer or other support systems in the industry that can help you really start to take that journey with precision ag.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you're actually heading to innovation generation. I'd love to hear what are you most excited about heading to this conference?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We've we've supported innovation generation for a long time now. I think my first innovation generation was 2012, and I believe there was a few more before that that we were at as well. So it's always a great event, great for meeting new people and you know, networking. And I think that's what I'm most looking forward to is really hearing from those, that next generation about what they're thinking about, about what they're wanting to do. I noticed on the agenda, there's a few topics, a few grower panels, which I'll definitely be listening to. It's always for me great to hear directly from growers about their challenges and some of the innovative things they're thinking of to overcome them. And as well, particularly, there's some discussions around carbon and sustainability, which I think is front of mind for most farmers now, you know, the, the how will we continue to grow and increase production the way we need to and also remain sustainable and viable at the same time. So that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. But clearly, you know, the interaction with that next generation is, is key for me.
0: Yeah, I think that that is essential. And the fact that Grain Girls put this conference together to have young people in the room to have these discussions is going to be life-changing for how the future of the agricultural industry runs, but particularly what you're talking about, which is precision ag. I'd love to pivot a little bit more to learn about some of the current technologies that John Deere is working on, but particularly things that you're implementing in Australia.
1: There's a few probably key technologies that I think are worth talking about a little bit is, so the first one would be, I would say, C&Spray Select camera technology. So we introduced C&Spray Select last year on our 400 and 600 series sprayers, and that is really a a green on brown spot spraying technology or targeted spraying technology. The exciting thing about this, I think, for the future is that, you know, there's opportunity, the way that system is designed, being a camera-based system that we have potential in the future to unlock you know, additional capabilities with that system being, you know, there's potential for crop monitoring or whether it be crop health or crop disease, those types of things. So I guess you know, seeing spray select is our first foray into camera technology on sprayers, but we again see this probably as a, a, you know, a long-term journey where there'll be continually more development of that system. And then this year we we launched in the US, so not particularly Australia, but the US and spray ultimate, which is you know our green on green targeted spraying system, which are currently available uh, only in the U.S., but still you know exciting innovations that are coming that I think are going to deliver some significant cost savings as well as sustainability benefits for Australian farmers. There's another couple actually. I think autonomy. Again, we launched autonomy at Las Vegas at the Consumer Electronics Show earlier this year, and autonomy again is one of these things that's going to be a long-term journey. So. You know, initially we've launched it onto tillage product. So an eight hour tractor with with a tillage implement. You know, going forward, that will expand to other lines of tractors, other implements that you can put behind those tractors. And then eventually you start to see it roll into other applications like spraying, like harvesting, those sorts of things. So that's a long term journey, but you can start to see that future uh, playing out now in today's products. There's a lot of challenges that will be associated with that for farmers. And I think what everybody I speak to would love an autonomous tractor tomorrow. I think the opportunity, though, exists that do we have the infrastructure in place to support that? Do we have the processes and systems on our farm to actually manage that tractor or that autonomous piece of equipment? So. this will be a long-term for the industry, not just John Deere and John Deere farmers, but for the industry will be a long-term move towards autonomy, but it it will happen. And I think that's really exciting. And then the third one is probably electrification. So again, John Deere recently launched a sustainability report, which you can find if you just go out onto our website and and look up the sustainability report or Google John D sustainability report, you'll find it where we outlined a number of key initiatives we have in place and electrification is one of those. So, you know, again, that's going to bring significant environmental benefits, but as well for I think farmers, you know, there's lower maintenance involved in electric motors and those types of things. So that as well is another element I think in the future of agriculture will start to grow. We're already seeing it, you know, in, in on-road vehicles as well. And it will come to agriculture at some point in time in the future, which is really exciting.
0: Yeah, I think it's quite curious thinking about, you know, we see how popular Tesla is becoming. So if there can be ways to implement that with farm machinery, it's going to change everything, especially with increased diesel prices right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the challenge, right, is fossil fuels are becoming more expensive and, you know, have traditionally been not great for the environment. So I think a transition to that again will take time and, you know, some applications or Production systems like horticulture are probably very much more suited to that that style of equipment and infrastructure required as opposed to broadacre. But, you know, we've also just launched an AR tractor this year that can have offboard, you know, can provide offboard power to an implement. So, you know, again, that could be a reduction in horsepower, reduction in fuel consumption, and ultimately a better outcome for for everyone.
0: You obviously touch on how you guys are would doing all of these advances to create a sustainable future. And I guess because you've been with the company for so long, you've seen so many changes. I'd love to pick your break. What, what's the future for Australian growers or where do you think in 10 years we'll be seeing John Deere grow to or go with the direction?
1: I think the future for ag is really bright. Our vision you know, is for John Deere customers to be the most profitable and sustainable in the world. And it, and it really does, when you think about it, probably boil down to those two things that, you need to be economically viable as a farmer, and you also need to be sustainable, and that—that's really it at the end of the day. So you can pass your farm on to the next generation in a in a better way than you took it from from the generation before. So, you, how will we do that? Really, for us, you know, the, the the strategy behind that vision is about creating smarter equipment and enabling better decision making, and and we'll really do that by continuing to add, I guess, more and more automation to equipment. So. Again, that's that autonomy piece that you slowly add more automation, you start to move closer to an autonomous environment. The other element to that is, you know, connectivity and the ability to be able to connect your equipment, your people who are who are managing the farm, and also your data to connect all those three together from anywhere. And then the third element would be, you know, leveraging that data in analytics to, you know, to drive better decisions. So it's it's automation to autonomy, it's anywhere management, and it's using data to drive better decisions that ultimately will lead us to a, to a future in agriculture that I personally think is, you know, is very exciting. And that's you know, another element where we need to be, you know, the challenge that faces agriculture is attracting that next generation to the agricultural space so that we've got the best minds in, you know, in Australia working in agriculture.
0: Changing tack back to you a little bit more, Ben, I would love to know what motivates you to be in this industry?
1: I guess you know, as a kid i just I just loved agriculture. I, I think there's a real genuine pride and motivation in, in every single person that works in agriculture. They're very proud to produce food and produce fiber that feeds and, and clothes the world and then for me personally I guess what motivates me is I just really at the early part of my career, I got a kick out of driving away from a from a farmer's property knowing that i'd maybe imparted a small piece of knowledge or one small thing that might help them improve what they do. That really gave me, I guess, the satisfaction in, in job satisfaction. And then as I've you know moved further in my career up into higher levels of, of management within John Deere, I guess it's about having the ability to impact that industry at a larger scale. So, so the same sort of satisfaction in that if we can help customers to be a little bit more sustainable or a little bit more profitable it just really, it really drives me to, to come to work every day.
0: Yeah, I think that that's pretty special. Mm. And for you, the future of agriculture and your journey, where do you see yourself going within the agricultural space?
1: Yeah, gee, tough questions, Lunia. Um, I, I can see an agricultural future where, you know, we have multiple pieces of equipment being managed by a single person, where we have big data driving Decision making at scale uh, and, and probably automated decisions as well. And that is probably intimidating for a lot of people. But for me, that kind of motivates me because I think that's pretty exciting. And it's not about, you know, sometimes people think that's a little bit about, okay, where's, where's my job going to be? And I, I actually think in agriculture, we will have the same agricultural workforce in Australia, but we need a higher level of skill set in that future agriculture environment. And I think there are a lot of people very aware of that and and working on that. I think it's a challenge as a whole industry that we face is how do we attract, as I said, the, the young talent that is out there into agriculture. But if there's any any of them listening, it's probably one of the most rewarding industries, one of the most consistently performing industries. I studied engineering as a, you know, as a university student and I have a lot of other alumni at university who went into other industries who've had a lot of up and down and agriculture is just consistently seems to move on year in and year and, and continue to be there. So it's very rewarding industry because I guess you're doing something that matters in terms of providing food for people. And that, to me, I think is exciting. an exciting future combined with the technology we have to deliver and help customers produce more with less.
0: That is pretty special. I think what you're doing is incredible. And I'm sure a lot of other people have a lot of questions and they'll be able to catch you at Innovation Generation. But if they're not there, where should somebody go to get in touch if they want to learn more about you and your career?
1: Yeah, sure. So you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm out there on LinkedIn. I probably don't post as much as I should, but I'm there. Um, So you feel happy to connect with me and have a conversation there. Or you can get me on my Twitter handle, which is Benny J Kelly. Yeah, feel free to DM me there if you want to have a conversation as well. But um, on the Deer side, obviously, we have deer.com.au as our, as our main website. And there's probably one other thing I'll give a plug while I'm here is, you know, in this pursuit to help people engage with digital more and, and really enhance their, their farming enterprise using digital tools, we've created a website Called You've Got What It Takes. It's if you go to Google and type in You've Got What It Takes, John Deere, you will find it and make sure you put the John Deere on the end of it. Or I think you'll get a 1980s song that comes up with You've Got What It Takes. But we've basically built that website with a heap of how to short videos, you know, three to five minute videos, and really trying to help people, you know, understand how they can implement digital on their farm.
0: And actually, Ben, I know a lot of people who use that website and find okay. it very resourceful. So I'm glad you've given it a plug. I think. Yeah, I'm surrounded by a lot of John Deere users and I think a lot of them have gone from scratching their head to having all the answers. So I'm glad you have given that a plug and we'll leave that in the show notes as well. But for now, we'll let you go. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It's been really insightful and we're really super excited to hear you have a conversation on stage at Innovation Generation.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me, Lavinia. And yeah, looking forward to seeing everyone at Innovation Generation and in the meantime, feel free to reach out and contact me on Twitter, on LinkedIn, and I'll, I'll respond. Thank you.
0: No worries. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Generation Ag. We hope you loved it. If you did, don't forget to visit our guest bios page on our website where you can get all of their contact information. And if you have an idea for another guest in the future or a story that you want to hear, you can get in touch with us via our email, which is hello at generationag.com.au. Don't forget to follow us on our socials at generation.ag. That's Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And if you've loved this episode as well, you can share it with your friends on your socials and make sure to subscribe to us on the podcast app and leave us a review because that all really helps as well. Thanks, guys. Bye.